I confess, I always thought threesomes were fun until I tried it. <laughs> wow, too much work. <laughs> I confess, I am a woman who loves to make vaginas happy. I confess, I bought my 14-year-old daughter a vibrator. Yep. I opened my Amazon account and I told her her budget. Then, it's important, uh, then I told her when the box shows up, I just put it in a room. Teach women to orgasm slash masturbate. It is important. Almost everybody does it, and almost nobody talks about it, except at Bed Post Confessions, a storytelling show based in Austin, Texas. Whether the stories are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Welcome to the Bed Post Confessions podcast. I'm Bed Post producer Sadie Smythe. This week, along with the story, we want to continue to offer support to our Bedpost Confessions family. So please check the show notes for opportunities to shop, contribute, or celebrate those we love. Kelly Marshall first appeared on the Bedpost stage nine years ago with a work of lesbian fiction. Many years and a gender transition later, we welcome Kelly back to the Bedpost stage to tell a nonfiction story. Kelly is a yoga therapist, mindfulness coach, and a staff writer for Spectrum South an online publication dubbed The Queer Voice of the South. Here's Kelly as they tackle the complexities of gay dating as a transmasculine individual in very low to zero. One note before we hear Kelly's story, all Bedpost storytelling productions are made accessible to deaf audience members by the fantastic interpreters from Soul Illumination. Though the interpreters are there to serve the deaf, they enthrall the entire crowd with their beautiful expressions of American Sign Language. If you hear a roar of laughter and don't understand why, the interpreter may have stolen the show for a minute. Here is Kelly Marshall. My phone emits a cheery bing. The sound is still unfamiliar to me. I open the dating app, swallowing down butterflies in my stomach. Wow. Interesting profile. I roll my eyes at the banal introduction. Interesting is a non-word. You know, it's a backhanded compliment that rivals words like different and unique. Another message. And I think you're uh, super hot. Flattery works. I type back. Thanks, and um, you're okay with the trans thing? I bite my lip as I watch the ellipses flutter. His response, absolutely. Um, It's not anything I have experience with, but if you're comfortable answering any questions I might have. (laughs) I sigh and revisit his pictures. You have to think about it, you know. Maybe it's worth it. He's a dancer. The pictures show him smiling with friends, 
working with kids. His lean, muscular frame makes my mouth water. I spend a moment studying his face picture. He has warm, kind eyes. I reply. Sure, shoot. I select the smiling emoji with the placating closed eyes and the blushing cheeks. What follows is a conversation about sexual proclivities, anatomy, and finally masturbation habits that devolves into sexting. After a while, we end our conversation, and we end up chatting on the app the next day. And the day after that, and the day after that, finally we move to texting, and then we talk on the phone, His voice is rich, deep, and slow. His laugh is rare, but surprisingly high and boyish, a yip of pleasure at my gallows humor and sarcastic barbs. We bond over both being Scorpios. Any Scorpio representation in the house? There we go. I'm in good company. After the phone call, we set up a date to meet. This is the first time I can remember being excited to meet someone since my divorce. Excitement and surges of fear and insecurity ripple in my stomach as I shop for an outfit for the date. I buy eye makeup for the first time in over 10 years. Yeah, it's just to test him with some gender fuckery. Because, you know, if he can't handle eyeshadow, he he can fuck off. It's It's just eyeshadow. I watch myself build up emotional armor and tear it down again in the few days leading up to our date. He almost cancels because of a work engagement. At the last minute, the date is a go. And I drive to the restaurant chanting the Gayatri mantra (laughs) and wiping my sweaty palms on my jeans. Om Bhur Bhuvasvaha Tatsavitur Varaniyam the fucking light's green. Bargo devasya dimahi diohyona prachodeyat. Namaste. It's Austin traffic. Okay. I check my reflection for the 50th time in the rear view mirror as I, after I park in the parking lot. The restaurant is louder than I remember. The rush and babble of voices and cutlery seems to mute when we make eye contact. Um, when I see him, his, his mouth is in a tight line, um, anxiety pinching his brow. But then he sees me and smiles, his face relaxing. I sit down across from him, and a different kind of tension begins to coil between us. We talk about work, travel, past relationships, our childhoods, trading the synopses of our lives up till now. Dinner winds down and he tenses as we talk about music. He mentions a playlist he's working on for an upcoming show. Do you want to hear it? He asks me. Sure, sounds great. We can listen at my house, he offers. For a second, maybe for the whole five minutes it takes me to drive from the restaurant to his apartment, I actually believe we're only going to geek out about music. (laughs) 
But when I step into his place, the music is quietly playing in the background. Candles are lit on the coffee table. The standing lamp in the corner is emitting a dim red glow. I glance over the framed photos of him with family, with friends, with his dance students. The couch is soft and comfortable, and I sink in as he makes himself a drink and hands me something from the fridge. We are absolutely going to fuck. It's going to happen. I'm stone cold sober, and I'm clutching the can of LaCroix like my life depends on it. My heart is hammering in my chest, but I know that I look calm. I'm quietly elongating my exhales, dragging my nervous system out of fight or flight. This is the first time in almost 20 years that I have been interested in someone with a dick. He hands me this photography book, and there he is within the pages, his nude, muscular body artfully curved in space. He hefts a female dancer in a lift, and his body is turned so that his chiseled thigh is blocking the camera's view of the body part in question. We talk about the photo, and apparently it was taken in the dead of winter when he and his colleague were freezing as they posed naked in the street. Did you get paid for this gig? Freezing your nuts off and risking a public indecency arrest? No, I did it for the experience, he replies. For the art. His hand is hot on my leg, his thumb tracing circles on my kneecap. I stare at the picture longer than is necessary. I can feel him looking at me. I know that when we make eye contact, he'll go in for the kiss. And so I do. And he does. When we first start kissing, I'm surprised by some of his choices and technique. For, for example, when he thrusts his tongue into my mouth and keeps it there hard and still, I'm, I'm puzzled. <laughs> it's kissing is not fucking. Also, okay, this is important, though. I, I hail from the land of the queer feminine. And there, kissing is like an art and a science. There's subtlety, there's like gentleness, and there's, you know. Um, so I just dance around the intrusion and make my way to his neck, <laughs> nibbling, kissing, and licking. But I can feel um, his erection beginning to press through his shorts and against my body as I straddle him. I grind and grind against it. Eventually, I pull up his shirt and taste his nipples, alternately licking and nibbling. My tongue traces the grooves in his abdominal muscles. I'm getting high on the chemical taste of his cologne mixed with the salt of his skin and the soft scruff of body hair. He cups my chin before I can stray too far below his belt. He brings me up to his face for another round of kissing, and when we finally come up for air, he locks eyes with me. 
I, I just need to tell you something. I sit back. O- okay. I'm undetectable, he says. My brain starts to doggy paddle through the thick tide of arousal to like a fragile sandbar of critical thoughts. What does he mean? Oh, he's HIV positive. Wait. Why didn't he disclose this to me when we were talking about my transgender genitals earlier? Like, since, okay, since most of my sexual history has been in queer assigned female at birth company, like, my, the extent of my HIV education was from, um, a sex ed assembly. It was like abstinence only, because Texas education. Great job. But this was like in middle school in the 90s. This is what I'm working with. And it's now as expired as my status and identity as a lesbian. It's case in point, this deliciously hard dick pressed against me. I'm like... So I'm scraping the edges of my recollection. Body fluids... No blood, okay. Um, hmm. Uh, Open wounds, no uh, needles. Ass fucking, like, I'm completely out of my depth. (sighs) We haven't even talked about other STIs at all. Do I have any cuts or microabrasions on my mouth? I don't think so. Does it matter? I don't know. Not enough information. Thank you for telling me, I say gently. We're quiet as we lock eyes. My gears are still turning. I'm not on prep, I tell him, but I go to the Kind Clinic for my gender care and it's free there, so all I have to do is set up an appointment and just get a prescription. Oh, okay. His voice is surprised, relieved. Did he just think I was going to get up and leave to accost him or like shame him? His surprise and relief surprises me. Let's just keep it chill till then, I say. So this is code for everything but penetration. But at the same time, I can't remember the risk for oral. And it's frustrating me. (laughs) But then to admit my ignorance is to admit to him that the last time that I had a dick anywhere near me, I was barely an adult. I don't want to put that on him or kill the mood. I just, I just want to have fun. He's made it a personal challenge to give me oral, which is strange, like weird flex. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to complain, you know. He's disclosed that it's been at least 20 years for him since he's interacted with anything even remotely resembling a pussy. I'm relieved that we're on the same page. It comforts me to take the lead. I tell him not to conceptualize my genitals that way, because I don't, not when I'm getting head at least. I tell him to treat my engorged clit like a tiny cock and just to conceptualize it that way. At first he's tentative, licking experimentally, but then he commits and dives in, and I have to tell him to be gentler. I lean on the arm of the couch As my eyes roll back and I can feel electricity traveling from my cock to my toes. I glance over my shoulder at his cock just to see how he's doing. 
He's still rock hard, and I'm relieved. (laughs) After a few minutes, I pull away and and wipe his chin with my hand, kissing him. I'm really thinking about returning the favor. But I keep turning the unknown risk factor over and over in my head. So I settle for stroking him with my face close to his dick. And with my glasses off, like, that's really all I can see anyway. Like, it has to be this close. (laughs) I'm so nearsighted, you guys. (laughs) So I watch a drop of moisture trickle down the head of his cock, like it's condensation on a tall glass of ice water when it's 107 degrees outside. My fingers play over every inch of him. And my mouth waters so much that my salivary glands are aching. I groan and relent, licking the underside of the head of his cock. I can tell you want it. He breathes. Good, I laugh. I do. (laughs) I really do. Um, Later, I'm lying on top of him with his hard cock pressed against my hip bone, and I can smell the metallic tang of his blood underneath his skin and the humidity of his sweat. Our chests are rising and falling in tandem as we're trying each other on. He wraps his arms around me and squeezes. His hands trace my back muscles and cut my ass. I imagine that he's exploring, positing, turning over the possibilities in his mind. Then he gives my left left ass cheek like an experimental slap. I make an encouraging noise. Mm. 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 (laughs) And he slaps just like only a tiny bit harder. It's disappointing. Harder, I suggest, my lips brushing his ear. Don't tease me, he warns. Oh, I'm not. I say, I'm rewarded with a spank that has a little sting to it, which gives me goosebumps. I groan again. He stops and lets his hands wander, and I think about the pot calling the kettle black in terms of teasing. It feels so good to have the naked length of my body pressed against his. And I can't tell if it's him specifically, or the fact that it's been over nine months since I've been this physically intimate with another human being. I've forgotten how hungry I was for touch, how thirsty for connection. What are you thinking? He asks me. How good your body feels against mine. My brain is all white noise, and neurotransmitter delirium. Mmm, he grunts. You, I ask. Same, he says. And we lapse into silence. He's close-mouthed. But I also know from the fact that his dick is still stiff and heavy against my body that his capacity for deep thought right now is probably pretty limited. (laughs) We're like this for hours, a dance of hands and bodies, edging, breathing, kissing, and exploring. 
It's nearing midnight, and we both have work in the morning. He takes over stroking himself when I provide support by tugging on his balls and applying pressure to the base of his cock. His hips thrust in the air, and he's coming quietly, his breath staccato. I massage him through the warm, slippery aftershocks, and he shudders and twitches. Too much, I ask. No, he moans. I clean him off with a towel and we get dressed. I wash my hands. He brushes his teeth. This trance is an acquired taste. <sighs> Later that night, I'm researching HIV on the internet and I'm kicking myself. There it is in black and white. Oral sex, positive status, undetectable blood viral load, risk of transmission, very low to zero. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Moral of the story, undetectable equals untransmittable. Thank you so much. I confess, the only time that I hurt myself during sex was by twisting my own ankle. (laughs) Incredible. We need to know more. I would like a next installment. Hit the ball. Okay. I have five in a row that are all about weird locations, so we're just going to get right down to it. I confess, I had sex in the great outdoors twice with two different men. I may have a new fetish for the new outdoors. I confess, sometimes when I'm feeling really naughty, I invite my lover to my office mid-morning and let him eat me for breakfast. Signed, the scorpion and the bull. (laughs) I confess, my boyfriend and I came last night and after one to Sahara Lounge, I gave him head in the parking lot before we went in. And something car BJs are my favorite. I confess, while going through Navy Mechanics School, like so many places. Okay, the options were many. Location slim. The base exchange loading dock was always free at 1 a.m. Make a note. (laughs) I confess, the best sex I've ever had was in the middle of an orange grove bent over the hood of a truck. Okay. I confess, I like to spend my birthday alone indulging myself with a movie and a nice meal. This year, a beautiful woman I've seen a couple of times discovered it was my birthday and invited me over at the end of the night for a birthday kiss. At 43, I received my first birthday blowjob, and it was the most amazing gift. Yeah! Happy birthday to you. Bedpost Confessions is recorded in front of a live audience at the North Door in Austin, Texas. To support the show, consider purchasing an I Confess t-shirt, tote, or journal, all available at bedpostconfessions.com. Do you have a confession that you would like to make? Find a link to our I Confess form on our Instagram, bedpostconfessions. Links to Kelly's work and all things bedpostconfessions are in the show notes. Bedpostconfessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe, and Miranda Wiley. Our podcast production team is Mariah Gossett, Mike Moody, and Permanent Record Studios. Also, help us grow the podcast by leaving us a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts, like this one from Keep Austin Kinky. 
a great podcast that highlights the diversity of sexuality. From funny to sad, the ordinary to the extraordinary, these stories have it all. All that sex positivity is surrounded by confessions of the audience and listeners at home. Thank you for listening and keep confessing.